Today's edition of the Derek Hunter Podcast is brought to you by Life Change Tea. Why go to GetTheTea.com? Because this important news could change your life. Socrates made a statement saying that all disease starts in the gut. Take care of your gut, and well, the rest speaks for itself. Life Change Tea is a wonderful way to aid in your digestion. Brew it, steep it, drink it, and feel it go to work. We at Life Change Tea have been around for years helping people just like you feel better. Lots of testimonials and lots of happy people. Log on to GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. GetTheTea.com. Alrighty, hello again everyone and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for Thursday, the 28th of April, 2022. Happy Thursday. We're almost to the weekend. Oh my goodness. What a glorious, glorious thing that the weekend will be. I can just feel it already. The weekend, of course, means the weekend effing review at patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast. It's the news the way it's deserved to be talked about, along with all the newsmakers talked about. An honest, frank turn. It's a frank discussion. It's like the birds and the bees. It's the conversation you don't want to have, but you have to have. Thank God that's a ways away for me. Anyway, it's five bucks a month. You go there, sign up, help the program, enter to win autographed books, see all sorts of uh, special postings and whatnot. And um, yeah, it's, it really helps the show. Five bucks a month is all I ask for, what is that? That's 20, 20 shows a month on average for every weekday. And then actually 24, with count the, the week in Evan Review. Five bucks a month, they're giving it away, man. Giving it away. Uh, speaking of giving it away, they're not giving it away, but they're giving away free shipping over at GetTheTea.com. I want to thank GetTheTea.com. This is their last spot. This is why it's, uh, that's why I've been pressuring you and, and pimping the uh, Patreon site. This is their last spot. They have changed ownership hands, and they have uh, fulfilled their contract with us me, them, and now they are going the way of the dodo. It's really a good deal for them, and I wish them the best, and I thank them for their support over the, it's probably been two and a half, three years since you guys have been going to get the tea.com and get the life change tea. Still, enter promo code Derek at checkout, click apply. Until the end of the month, you'll get free fast shipping, so you can't beat the deal. Thanks to them for sponsoring the show and sticking with it this long it means a lot and now there's no animosity as we say goodbye they uh i wish them luck and uh, that's why i say go to patreon.com slash derek hunter podcast because to find somebody else or i don't we uh we make this thing work self-sustaining i won't have to so i'd appreciate any and all support you can throw this way all right Thanks to them, thanks to you, thanks to everybody, thanks all around. Consider this a big old thank you card with a giant wet slobbery kiss. Now let's get on with the program. There is a lot going on, otherwise we've got a lot to talk about. I want to talk a little bit about uh, this story from the uh, UK Daily Mail came out yesterday. It's pretty telling, it's pretty an important story, which is why... The left is ignoring it, which is why in this country you don't really hear about it, which is why you have to go to the UK newspapers. 
to find this. I think the, U- the Daily Mail has a U.S. branch, but they don't bother with it. Uh, but that's just how the liberal media is. This story, Joe Biden agreed to pay son Hunter Biden's legal fees for his deal with a Chinese government-controlled company, emails reveal. That's weird, isn't it? Isn't it? That's bizarre. He says he never talked to his son about his foreign businesses, but he's got some legal fees. Why would you do it? Because this wasn't, you know, just a couple of bucks. This wasn't just a couple. All right, you got... uh, Maybe uh, $500 because of my legal fees. No, 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 no. The total is in the, uh, let's see, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now, why would Joe be willing to pay that? Why would Joe be willing to pay that? There's one bill for 15000 another one for 82000 another one for 28000 another one for 20000 Why... Why would Joe be, maybe he loves his son. He paid a total of $737,130.61 for his, now, parents love their children, but Joe Biden does what? He, to this day, just this week, was bragging about how he was the poorest member of the Congress when he was in there. He was so super proud of that fact. Uh, Would that we were all so poor. Because he had two mansions. At, now he's thre- up to three mansions. But he had two mansions at the time. If only we could all be so poor. But that's not the, the whole story. The story continues. The revelation ties the president even closer to Hunter's overseas business dealings and makes his previous claim that he never discussed them with his son even less plausible. Hmm. Even less plausible. Like, it's still plausible. Yeah. The uh, business partner for his overseas deals, particularly the deal with China, visited the White House when Joe Biden was vice president 19 times and at least one time had a meeting with Joe. He's swinging by going, oh, I know your son said I should come by and just say hi for no reason. And apropos of nothing, I got nothing to say. Yeah, The vice president's schedule shouldn't work that way. They don't have free time to just meet their kids' friends. It's not an elementary school open house in the White House, although maybe it was in the Obama-Biden administration. Who knows? Joe was able to pay the bills after earning millions of dollars through his and his wife's companies after he left office as vice president. How? For what? What, pray tell, did Joe... Now, Joe wrote a book. Nobody bought that book. (laughs) You can get a good advance for a book, but if nobody buys that book, that's all there is. There's no, you know, royalty checks coming in. Joe Biden, you have to, an advance is, we're going to give you a million dollar advance. If you're getting 10 bucks a book, if you don't sell enough books to have, or warranted a royalty, you know, most people don't get 10 bucks a book, but I assume the former vice president would. If you don't sell enough to make up that million dollars, you don't get any royalty checks. Once you pass that million dollar threshold of 10 bucks a book, then you'll start getting royalty checks. Joe Biden didn't come anywhere close to getting a royalty check. So he got his advance, maybe a million, maybe two million at the most, I would suspect. Not much more than that because he was vice president, you know, senile vice president with no real record. And his son was, his book was about his son's death. So again, the feel good book of the year, it didn't sell. 
So where did the money come from? Where did where do you come up if you got a million dollars or even a two million dollar advance and you pay taxes on that money? Where would you come up with seven hundred and fifty thousand ish dollars to pay for your son's legal bills? Just seems seems weird. They say some of the book came from speak books, uh, book de- some of the money came from book deals and speaking engagements. But the president's financial filings reveal that he declared almost seven million more income on his tax returns than he did on his government transparency reports in an analysis by the DailyMail.com and the president's financial records. Now, how are we just finding out about this? Where are journalists? I don't expect you and or me or any, we shouldn't have to. These there are people whose job it is to go through this. You remember Rachel Maddow got the what the cover sheet and the first page of Donald Trump's taxes, and it was the story to end all stories. She almost won a Pulitzer Prize for that, and it showed that Donald Trump paid an enormous amount in taxes. Probably, frankly, came from the Trump from Donald Trump himself. To be honest with you, he weirdly and stupidly, quite frankly, leaked a bunch of stuff to the left-wing media, the whole presidency. He seemed to never fully grasp or accept the, I don't think he ever accepted the fact that they hated him. I think he thought that he could woo them over if he was just nice enough to them. You know, it doesn't matter how many times you have uh, off the record calls with Maggie Haberman of the New York Times, she's never going to like you. She's never going to write honestly about you. But the New York Times was his hometown paper, and he wanted to be in his hometown paper. You can't, you can blame him for that, but you can understand where it's coming from. So, uh, some of that difference can be accounted for with the salaries earned by First Lady Jill Biden and other sums not required on his reports. But that still leaves. million earned by Joe's companies and not listed on his transparency reports. Now, how is that? I thought that this guy was wildly transparent with his financials. The missing millions combined with emails on Hunter's abandoned laptop suggesting Joe would have a 10% share in Hunter's blockbuster deal with the Chinese raised troubling questions. Did Joe Biden receive money from the foreign venture? Well, surely he has insisted that he has never once spoken to his son or any other living human being about his son's overseas businesses. Even though his son was out there saying, we got to set up this account and make sure that 10% goes to the big guy. Hmm. You would think this story, just to this point, would be... Yeah, you can understand they're not going to make it the biggest story in the country, but it would be a story in the country, you would think, right? But you will not find this on NBC, ABC, CBS, MSNBC, CNN. It's just not interesting. The New York Times, they're finding, they're trying. I'm sure they have somebody working on it, desperately trying to find a way to explain this away. And if and when they do, then even if even if it's a a transparently absurd deflection. When they do come up with one, they'll go, all right, well, here here we go. And they'll report a story or they'll report on Republicans. Republicans pounce on allegations. And they'll say, well, we covered it. That's how we covered it. Republicans pounce on this story. The Biden administration says that this is a private matter between family. 
and that'll be enough. They're waiting for something. In uh, the story continues, this gets more in- interestinger and interestinger. In January 2019, Hunter's assistant Katie Dodge wrote an email to bookkeeper Linda Shapiro and Biden aide Richard Ruffner, saying that Joe had agreed to pay his hundreds of thousands of dollars of bills. Quote, I spoke with Hunter today regarding his bills. It is my understanding that Hunt's dad will cover these bills in short term as Hunter transitions in his career. Now, Hunter Biden was making $80,000, $87,000, whatever it is. It's a lot of money per month from Burisma at the time. And he made it for a long time. He was making a ton of money from the Chinese Communist government. He was making a ton of money from all sorts of overseas deals. And the the wife of the former mayor of Moscow sent him, wired him like $3 million for no reason whatsoever. Just here's $3 million bucks. We still don't know. As far as I know, he's never been asked about it. If he were asked about it, he'd probably go, well, I was smoking a lot of crack at the time. I don't remember. And he couldn't afford to pay his legal bills? Seems a bit weird, doesn't it? If you're racking up $737,000 in legal bills because of your business dealings, not because of some massive lawsuit or criminal investigation into you, but because you're you know, getting lawyers to dot I's and cross T's and make sure that everybody is on the same page in a business sense, that would, me, to me, mean that you're getting money rolling in, Right? You're not going to get, this business will pay you $20,000 a year. Now, all you have to do to get this $20,000 a year is spend three quarters of a million dollars in legal fees. It's probably not going to be something you'd sign up for. Shouldn't be. You'd probably be really stupid if you signed up for that. But nope, daddy will pay those legal bills. The poorest man in the Senate. Uh, the assistant attached a spreadsheet of the bills with the email totaling $737,130.61. One of the last items was $28,000 in legal fees for the restructuring of Hunter's joint venture with the government-controlled Bank of China. The spreadsheet listed the bills as Freeg Baker Daniels, BHR, restructuring costs, $28,000. $20,382 due ASAP. Hmm. BHR is a private equity firm and one of Hunter's two major Chinese business ventures. The joint venture was co-owned by the state-controlled Bank of China. Now, we're told by Joe himself on multiple occasions that he never once discussed his overseas businesses with his son. Never once. Now, could you imagine... The kind of relationship, there's no way they'd have this relationship. The kind of person Joe would have to be so naive, so stupid, that he's crack-smoking, and everybody knew that Hunter was addicted to drugs and alcohol. Crack-smoking, philandering, because by then he'd already left his wife for his sister-in-law and then his sister-in-law for a, uh, a, I don't know what the hell she was, she was a stripper or not, but he'd already knocked up a stripper. All of this was was known to the family. You can't have somebody in your family that you're close to smoking crack. 
and sleeping with a bunch of hookers and strippers and not have some kind of idea. Your spidey sense would tingle. And Hunter making a ton of money because he's in his own admission in those emails, spending, you know, earning money for the whole family and supporting the whole family. 10% for the big guy. And suddenly your son calls up and says, Dad, I'm a little bit broke. I'm transitioning in my career. What was he transitioning to? Who knows? I'm transitioning in my career. I have three quarters of a million dollars worth of legal bills that I can't afford. How the hell can't you afford them? You're making millions and millions of dollars. You've made millions and millions of dollars. Wouldn't somebody go... No, there's no way in hell, by the way, Joe Biden just goes, all right, uh, have your people send my people an email and we'll just cut you that check for three quarters of a million dollars. The question would be, what What do you mean three quarters of a million dollars? Joe Biden's net worth is much bigger than the average person, but he's not sitting on billions of dollars. Before you drop that kind of money, you might ask some questions like, what are these bills about at which point either hunter biden is a liar and lied to his father and didn't tell him that this had anything to do with the chinese communist government and the bank of china or joe biden lied to the american people repeatedly about never having any discussions about his son and his overseas business which do you think is more plausible does Joe Biden strike you as just the super kind of generous guy that when his drug-addled son asks for three quarters of a million dollars, he says, let me get my checkbook. Say no more, Hunter. Don't even bother. Just stop talking. Or do you think he might go, how the hell do you rack up $750,000 in legal bills and not be able to afford them? I'm only getting 10%. So I know what you're getting. How can you not afford this? Which is more plausible? Huh? Which do you think? In a separate October 8, 2018 invoice from the law firm, it shows Hunter spent a total of $68,933.41 on the restructuring beginning in September of 2016. The same year Joe took on these bills from Hunter, he promised that, quote, no one in my family will have an office in the White House, will sit in on meetings as if they are a cabinet member, will, in fact, have any business relationship with anyone that relates to a foreign corporation or a foreign country, end quote. Yet not only did Hunter hold on to his 10% share of BHR through 2021, confirmed by White House Press Secretary Ginger Goebbels last February, the emails also indicate Joe knew about it and even agreed to pay Hunter's legal fees for the firm. The bills that Joe ponied up for also include $412,309.23 in unpaid taxes dating back to 2015. Now, I've filed for extensions before in my life, but how do you, how do you put off half a million dollars in taxes for five years? How do you do that? You do that when your father is president of the United States. The whole thing stinks to high heaven. It's corrupt as the day is long, and not a single, maybe one, maybe Peter Ducey will ask about it. But other than that, nobody else in the White House press corps will bother. It really is one of the most amazing things in life of how Joe Biden can Mr. Magoo his way through life. 
and the media just kind of believes it. Well, he, he, he didn't. If he says he didn't talk to his son about his businesses, then he didn't talk to his son about his businesses. Oh wait, there's a whole bunch of pictures of him and his son with his son's business partners at various meetings, at dinners, at golf courses. Uh, but that could just be anybody. You know, maybe maybe they didn't bring up business when these people who have business that could be impacted by the administration was sitting with one of the people leading an administration. The, the denial you have to have to continue with this line of BS is absolutely stunning. It's staggering. Only the media could have this kind of denial and still look at themselves in the morning. Oh, by the way, speaking of corrupt media, if you happen to see a copy of today's Washington Post, a physical copy of it, you will notice a story on the front page, A1, right there on the front. Do you think, okay, well, this is the big story of the of ever, right? I mean, of that day for sure. Its headline is A Life of Purpose and Pain ends in flames what and then the subheadline in what some believe was a climate change protest a colorado activist set himself on fire on earth day now they're glorifying this weirdo who burned himself to death win bruce win bruce w-i or w-y-n-n bruce when the subheadline online, they have in the print edition, they have that headline that I just told you. On the online version, it is outside the Supreme Court, a life of purpose and pain ends in flames. They added the outside the Supreme Court part online, but it's you know because there's limited print space on the actual page, but it is from page one of the New York or the Washington Post. The subheadline online is Br Win Bruce whose life was shaped by a devastating car accident and Buddhism, set himself on fire in, on Earth Day in what his father believes was a climate change protest. <laughs> Who cares? Oh, well, we must talk about climate change. And he was so committed, so committed to climate. Let's glorify this guy who clearly had mental problems and was suicidal and killed himself. And this is how they write it. This is... The Washington, the democracy dies in darkness. You'd think that, you know, the light from Win Bruce, which, no, that's that's terrible. But you'd think that that light would, you know, cast a shadow. Anyway, he didn't scream. He didn't run toward the nearby fountain outside the Supreme Court. He didn't cry out in pain. The fire consuming Win Bruce's body raged for 60 seconds. Friday before it was extinguished by police, and he remained still, sitting upright in the court's famous marble plaza, his legs stretched out in front of him. The only sounds photographer Renee Gage said she heard came from someone yelling, Fire! The shouts of, It's a man! It's a man! Well, jeez, in his last moments, when Bruce had to automatically have his gender assumed. You don't know how he identified bigots big uh transphobe much huh <laughs> it's a man and the wail of sirens as officers tried to scoop fountain water into narrow orange cones to douse the flames only after the fire was extinguished a video posted on social media shows did he howl in agony yeah god quote 
I didn't know if his body went into shock, but it was silent, said Gage, 46, who captured photos of the gruesome scene and described what she witnessed in an interview with the Washington Post. Quote, can you imagine being on fire and not screaming? No, but I can't imagine deliberately setting myself on fire to protest for a hoax or anything, really, for that matter. It's still not exactly clear what drove Bruce, whose life was shaped by a devastating car accident and later inspired by his dedication to Buddhism to set himself on fire. His father, as well as others who knew the 50-year-old from Boulder, Colorado, suggested that Bruce's self-emulation emulation, uh, whatever, was uh, coincided with Earth Day. It was a protest of climate change. Quote, I agree with the belief that this was a fearless act of compassion about his concern for the environment, said Douglas Bruce, 78, who was a retired administrator at Normandale Community College outside of Minneapolis. Can you imagine? Your son sets himself... First of all, if you didn't see this coming, maybe you're getting... Ted Kaczynski's family knew he was crazy, right? They didn't know he was the Unabomber necessarily, but they knew he was crazy because crazy leaves a trail of breadcrumbs around. It just does. This guy, there's no way he's a perfectly well-adjusted normal person just minding his own business, and then one day he decides, you know what? To hell with it. For Earth Day this year, every year I buy myself new socks for Earth Day or get myself some gift for Earth Day, or I go to... This year I'm going to make Earth Day even more memorable. I'm going to travel 2,500 miles to Washington, D.C. and set myself on fire. One would think that if you were going to do this, even if you're crazy, because you're crazy, as you're getting ready to do this, you might say goodbye to those around you, to people you care about in some way. Maybe not directly going, hey, uh, keep an eye on the news. Bring your marshmallows Friday to the Supreme Court. You might not do it that way, but you would at least have a conversation where you get off the phone and you're like, that seemed a little bit weird. Wynn is, uh, is in a particularly bo- odd mood today or whatever. You'd think you'd pick up on that. But no, the father went, no, no, no. I believe that this was a fearless act of compassion. Your son kills himself. And it's a fearless act of compassion. How insane do you have to be? But he also acknowledges that his son made an earlier attempt at, <laughs> at setting himself on fire in 2017 in front of the World Trade Center. So he's got a, a habit of this. It's one of those things. He's just a very, very clumsy smoker. He was quickly stopped by other people before suffering any burns, Douglas Bruce said. Summoned by law enforcement authorities, Douglas flew from Minnesota to New York, where Wynne was hospitalized. He accompanied his son back to Boulder, where he set him up with uh, psychological support services. Wynne wouldn't tell his father why he'd tried to burn himself. That sounds healthy. Quote, it was the worst way I could think of ending your life, said Douglas, who couldn't find a way to get his son to open up about it. Douglas said that he spoke to Wynn about three or four days before his death, and he seemed fine. They had a fairly ordinary conversation, he said, and Wynn gave no indication about his plan to kill himself. Wynn was the only child, he said, and he was deeply shaken by the nature of his death. The nature? How about the fact of? 
Still, he said, quote, everybody gets to decide for themselves about their end of life, uh, about how their end uh, of life is going to take place. I honor that. I honor that. And I respect him for it. These people are weird. Liberals do not occur in a vacuum. They are made by somebody. And you can see each little piece of the puzzle we learn about this guy. It gets a little bit crazier. But this is nobody's saying it. I don't know. Do they quote anybody in this saying, hey, you probably shouldn't set yourself on fire when the father's going, you know, I respect him. He's a very compassionate dude. Said I could get it maybe if he were dying. And like you got about a week to live. It's excruciating pain. Whatever. No. A few weeks before his final act, Bruce edited a Facebook comment on a 2021 post sharing a link to an online course about climate change. He included 4-22-2022, the date at which he would set himself on fire next to a fire emoji. There have been others who have set themselves on fire at the nation's capital, blah, 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 goes through the, the, the message there. And then it goes on, if the world ignores, now this is, as news spread about Bruce's last moments, some people reacted with pity and mockery, mockery, arguing on social media that anyone driven to such an extreme must be struggling with their mental health. But others, while horrified and saddened, wrote that they understood his despair about the planet's future and described his act as selfless. They are demented. If the world ignores Bruce's death and disregards the warnings from scientists about the action needed to curb the world's warming, they argued, millions more will die by fire. Because <laughs> why? Environmentalists will be running around spraying gasoline on them and lighting them on fire? Quote, I don't think you can look at Wynn's act and see just one thing, said Morgan Stanfield, 48, who became friends with Bruce through Boulder's co- uh, contact contact improvisation improv, improvisational dance community <laughs> oh, you can see the warning signs there a person can quote a person can be suffering profoundly and also be enormously courageous they can be doing something to ease their own pain and they can be doing something at the same time they believe is going to genuinely change the world in a profound way and for me That is the only way that I can see this and have it make any sense at all. Is there anybody who misses this guy? Is there one single... His father's like, yeah, well, what are you going to do? That's kids today. 50-year-old kids today. They just kill themselves all... You know, this is just how they are. Your friends and your family are going, oh, it's a selfless act. The subtext in my mind, maybe I'm just too cynical, is... Thank God we don't have that guy around anymore. Thank God we don't. His family nearly lost Win Bruce three decades ago in a car crash that left him critically injured at 18 and derailed his plans to join the military. Before that, he excelled at cross country, earning a spot on his varsity high school team as a sophomore and eventually becoming co-captain. He was so passionate about running that once, when Holly Bruce, Wynn's stepmother, was tucking him into bed his sheets were pulled all the way to his neck when she investigated why she saw that he was already dressed to get up in the morning 
Quote, he was lying there with shorts and a T-shirt on and a jacket, plus his running shoes, she said. The kids do kids' things. He grew up in Lake Minnesota, where the beauty of Lake Superior sparked his love for nature, his father said. One of Douglas Bruce's favorite memories of his son was when he was about 10 and they canoed the boundary waters of northeast Minnesota and the Canadian border. Okay, so he got injured in a car crash. Let's see. Where is this? I want to know what happened. Bruce and his friend were heading out to pick up dates, according to the St. Petersburg Times article in 1989, when the car suddenly veered off the road. The 1978 Oldsmobile crashed into a tree. The driver severely injured... killing the driver and severely injuring Bruce. Flown to a hospital. All right. It was a significant accident. It took him a long time to recover. So he recovered. His wounds were so severe that he could not serve in the Air Force. His ambitions eventually shifted to photojournalism. There's nothing in here that has anything to do with the fact that this guy has clearly got mental problems. It is a straight-up glorification of this guy. Oh, he's a Buddhist. Oh, he's lovely. He's just wonderful. He set himself on fire. I don't see anything of anybody saying, hey, I'm going to miss Bruce. It's a drag that Bruce is dead. (laughs) Bruce felt strongly about these issues, his friend said, but he never sounded extremist. He set himself on fire. I'd say that's pretty extremist. Bross, the friend, Last saw Bruce on April 14th, eight days before his death, at an Easter foot-washing ceremony that Bross organized at his home, honoring the biblical account of what Jesus did for his disciples. Ahead of the gathering, Bruce emailed Bross to ask, quote, May I wash your feet? Serious request in all humility. In retrospect, Bross feels like this was Bruce's way of showing him gratitude. Maybe you just say, hey, I'm grateful for our friendship. He wasn't radical in any way. He just had a huge... He set himself on fire outside the Supreme Court for Earth Day. Yeah, it wasn't radical. This is the new norm? Look, I would love to reduce the number of leftists on the planet, especially in this country. Uh, But I would prefer to do it through means of, you know, convincing them that they're wrong showing them that they're insane not you know having to worry <laughs> well every time you go out in public you gotta carry with forget masks no more masks anymore but carry a fire extinguisher with you just in case some leftist is there good lord <sighs> and i believe this was an act of compassion and a desire for his life to go to something that he really cared about, which was to bring attention to this climate issue. (laughs) What's the carbon footprint of setting yourself on fire? Was he wearing environmentally friendly clothes? Did he release toxins into the air when he burned himself? Now, this is an exceedingly long piece written by two people. Why? Why? Because why not? Because that's the left. They are making a a martyr out of Wynne Bruce, who was clearly something was wrong with him, mentally deficient. But in fact, you know, to be a hero to the left, you kind of have to be mentally deficient. So I guess it makes sense. Wynne Bruce will be missed by someone, probably. Uh, By the way, just speaking of uh, Joe Biden's corruption, 
Ruby out in California, daily listener, helpful, sends me all sorts of emails and support and, you know, like, hey, did you see this? Did you see this? Send me this thing from uh, Jonathan Turley, tweet from Jonathan Turley to his link to his page, uh, Garland, about Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland, Stonewall's questions about a special counsel in Hunter Biden's scandal, despite new evidence tied to President Biden. Jonathan Turley's coming out liberal liberal he's going to be excommunicated if he hasn't already because he's also a fox news contributor but law professor um calling on the attorney general to appoint a special counsel attorney general merrick garland continues to refuse to address questions over his refusal to appoint a special counsel in the hunter biden investigation despite new evidence tying president joe biden to the controversial business deals the New York Post is reporting that President Biden agreed to cover more than $800,000 in bills of Hunter, including legal fees tied to the foreign deals. While President Biden's denial of knowledge of Hunter's deals has been re, uh, rep repeatedly contradicted, including by Hunter himself, White House Press Secretary Ginger Goebbels, Jen Psaki, declared that President Biden stands by his denials. However, she declined to explain the new information showing that a key business partner with several deals the, visited the White House over a dozen times, including at least one meeting with then-Vice President Biden. You're starting... Well, there are some honest liberals out there Jonathan Turley, I probably wouldn't, you probably wouldn't agree with him on 95% of the, the issues out there before government. Alan Dershowitz, same thing. But when it comes to the law, they're pretty, pretty stalwart. When it comes to someone like Glenn Greenwald or even, um, what's his name? I can't, I can't even remember his name. But a lot of, there are a couple of liberals out there that you disagree with vehemently, but you can have respect for because you know where they're coming from. They are intellectually consistent and honest. They're crazy as the day is Andrew Sullivan. That was the name I was thinking of. Uh, they're smart. Glenn Greenwald and Andrew Sullivan are smart. They are wrong. On, smart people can be wrong. But they tell you exactly what they believe. They're not trying to blow smoke up your butt and they're not going to lie to you. And when somebody on their side violates what they view as principles, they will call them out. Jonathan Turley is the same way. That has no currency whatsoever with the modern left, unfortunately. None whatsoever. But it's when it happens, it's worth pointing out. So there you go. Jonathan Turley punching his excommunication card from the left. And it shift gears away from Joe Biden's corruption. It'll be interesting to see how that shakes out and see if anybody bothers to ask any questions about that. But until then, we've got enough of um, these just awful, awful creatures on the left. They are some of the they are the worst. They're the worst of the worst with they're sociopaths is really what they are. It's the only way you can really explain how it is they can act the way they do they can be the way they are is they simply don't they don't care they don't feel like when you when a normal person does something bad to something terrible you get that kind of feeling like uh, you do it anyway a lot of times especially when you're younger usually grow out of it but you get that feeling of yeah i don't really want to do this but i kind of have to the modern left has no such feelings whatsoever no compunctions, no concerns, no nothing. 
They're unfeeling sociopaths, robots, automatons, simply going through the motions, not giving a damn. And they would throw their own mothers into a wood chipper in order to get what they want. I mean, hell, they set themselves on fire. So what's what's one more? I'm talking uh, about the uh, Twitter deal and the reaction of the left. And we've got some some hella reactions from Joy Reid and Jason Johnson. Jason Johnson is a a college professor at Morgan State University here in Maryland. It is a historically black college. Oh, yeah. Historically, uh, we need to defund historically black colleges, honestly. If this is the quality and caliber of the education, they always say it's kind of funny because now they're they're saying, I hope Twitter fails. I hope Twitter fails on the left. I hope Twitter fails. And you can find you can hope Twitter fails. I don't really care if Twitter fails or not. But to sit there and go, because this person bought it, this guy who agrees with me on everything except for the fact that people should be able to speak their minds, he supports that and I don't, I want him to fail. They're excited that Tesla's stock dropped significantly in the last couple of days since the announcement was made. Normal person would look at that and go, well, well, let me see, was Tesla overvalued or is this drop based on emotion from leftists selling their stock out of protest because they're shaking their fist at this guy going, curse you, Elon Musk. If it's the latter, I would posit that it might be a time to consider buying Tesla stock. It ain't cheap even still, but you know, you might want to go, Hey, this could be a good time to get in. If the, cause people sell stock for all sorts of really stupid reasons and people are dumping it because they don't want to be a part of Elon Musk, that evil right-winger who's maxed, donated out to pretty much every Democratic candidate you can imagine, and liberal cause, he's down with every liberal cause you can imagine, but because he likes the idea of free speech, he's the enemy. These people are insane. How they, how they manage to cobble together a coalition of disparate groups that really, frankly, if you look at them, hate each other, and keep that going is a testament to just how stupid their supporters are. If we're being honest, but uh, they always they're saying, "Oh, I hope Twitter fails." And if Twitter fails, great, it'll be a sign of the free market. And they're talking about that in terms. And some of them have been saying, "Well, if Twitter fails, the free market. They, we don't have to use it." Great, okay. Then if uh, HBCU is going to employ someone a racist like Jason Johnson as a professor of political science and a professor of journalism, which is just hilarious. I mean, this guy is is constantly on Joy Reid's show screaming about racism. Racism this, racism that. Then let's have the HBCUs compete in that free market too then, okay? Or at least Morgan State, where Jason Johnson works. Can we do that? No, we can't do that. These are such wonderful institutions of higher learning. Why can't they support themselves? Why do they need a ton of federal money to do that? Why do any of these institutions of higher learning need any federal subsidies? Maybe we should end them all, free market being what it is. Anyway, Joy Reid and Jason Johnson, you can imagine two people, one IQ point between them. They share it. It passes back and forth. Talking about Elon Musk, and they see racism everywhere. They really... They really think they're the cool kids. They really think people want to hang out with them. <laughs> you couldn't pay me to hang out with them. They are awful people. They're stupid on top of it, which makes them boring. And that's really the 
the biggest sin a human being can create if you're going to spend time with them is to have them be boring. Anyway, listen to Joy here first before Jason starts rambling about talk about projection, talk about missing the point, talking about just being stupid. The attacks on people like Charles Blow from far right people who just enjoy attacking particularly black people on, on social media. So he tweets today by free speech. He's trying to sort of recontextualize what he means by that. I simply mean what that which matches the law. I'm against censorship that goes beyond the law. If people want less free speech, they will ask government to pass laws to that effect. Therefore, going beyond the law is contrary to we the people. It sounds like a bunch of gibberish. We have a First Amendment. There is no free speech problem. Twitter is not the government. Twitter is a private company that can say, no, you're not allowed to be a Nazi on, on Twitter. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. So you should be suspended then if you want to have standards, right? Is that it? No. You, uh, when you cry Nazi all the time, maybe you're the Nazi. Maybe you're, when nobody takes you seriously, maybe you're the problem. But she's out there, oh no, we've got this, we've got that, we've got the other thing, we don't need this. These Nazis, these Nazis, these Nazis. Now here comes Professor Johnson talking about how real secretly the left are the cool kids now he admits that twitter is the domain of the fascistic left he doesn't use the term fascistic because uh, fascists never do not since the, the 30s the germany showed them that they shouldn't proclaim who they really are out there they should actually accuse their opponents of it don't proclaim who you really are because then the public won't like it because they'll associate it with Nazi Germany. So he keeps that card close to the vest, but it's it's there. Listen to this garbage. This is a college professor. Your tax dollars subsidize his salary. Joy, Joy it's always been trash. I, look, I tweeted this. We all know why Elon Musk wants to control Twitter. We know why the right wants to control Twitter, right? They don't want to go to their own club. They don't want to go no. hang out the honky tonk. They want to go to the club where the cool people are. Correct. And so they know they can't get in unless they buy the entire block. And the, the problem Correct. is, if they just want to come in and hang out with everybody, it's fine. But they want to act like Logan Roy from, from, from Succession. They want to come in and dominate everything and push everybody around and frame that as a free speech conversation when really you're being a bond villain no you're being a bond villain they want to come in and push everybody around they want they want to hang out with the cool kid first of all twitter is on the internet i thought you know hey i thought anybody was free to go there but jason johnson professor johnson is flat out saying no 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 it was ours they admit now that twitter after denying and denying and denying just like with CRT, just like with the uh, grooming of kids in schools, they always deny, deny, deny anything. Twitter doesn't have a bias. It's not have a left-wing bias. It has a bias toward the truth. That's all, toward the truth. And we're the only ones who know anything about the truth. And then they say, well, of course, Twitter was our domain. And we kicked out all the people who disagreed with us or severely limited and throttled the people who agreed with us. But... You could come in. All you got to do is agree with us and you'd be fine. But no, 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 no. They want to come in and have their own opinions. Remember CRT? CRT is not taught in schools. All right, then good. We can ban it and nobody will miss it. And no, no, you can't ban. Banning CRT is racist. It's not there. If it's not being used, if it's not in schools, what's the difference? If we banned unicorns, would that somehow be a massive affront no, it wouldn't, because unicorns don't exist. So would you oppose the banning of unicorns? 
On what grounds? Well, just in case. We, there's a lot of woods out there. You never know. We might have missed one. Okay, no. Why, they're not grooming. They're just talking about everyday life down there in Florida. They just want to talk about... Really? Okay, so you can't talk about sex and gender with kids when you're trying to teach them math in kindergarten. What? Nobody's doing that. But how dare you ban it? You shouldn't be able to ban it. You're otherizing. You're... you're hurting the people. Okay, well, if nobody's doing it, how is anybody hurt? If nobody's doing it, how is anybody hurt? You can't. If Twitter is an open space that doesn't ban conservatives, it just has a truth bias, then why is it that only conservatives, if we're things, saying things like men are men and women are women and men cannot get pregnant, saying, at least last week, saying men cannot get pregnant would get you banned from Twitter. They get you banned from... Why? Well, because men can get pregnant all the time, right? According to the left. It is doctrinaire. That's what Elon Musk looked at. It's one of the things Elon Musk looked at and said, what in the hell is wrong with these people? The Babylon Bee gets suspended for saying that Rachel Levine is their man of the year. A satire website is banned. And you go, okay, that seems insane. Rachel Levine was a man for like 54 years, been a quote-unquote woman for about 20 minutes, and everybody on the left goes, no, 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 no. Don't you understand that the winner of the men's decathlon at the 1976 Montreal Olympics was Caitlyn Jenner? Not Bruce, Caitlyn Jenner. This is, who the le this is the intellectual class of the left. They just want to be with the cool kids. There is no place on the planet where you're cool sitting there in your little bedroom with your headphones on Jason and nobody on God's green you got a chance an hour a night to watch Joy Reid for free no strings attached no obligation and nobody does it or very few people do it why because there are very few people in this country who want to be preached at that everything sucks and everybody is racist if that's what you want, Joy Reid is right there. If you need dumb commentary, Joy Reid is there to fill that niche. It's just that there isn't really a niche for it. Plus, CNN exists. He wasn't done. They weren't done because they're never done. There is no bottom for these bottom feeders to hit. Well, and the bottom line is, as you said, if they want, they don't want to just be in the club. They are, the, they are on the, you know, they've been described as being on the outside of the culture looking in through the glass. But they don't just want to come in. They want to come in and be able to punch people in the face and walk around and laugh about it and yes. not have anyone be able to stop them. The, the thing is, the, the enjoyment they get out of being in this town square is being able to harass people, being able to attack people. There was a time when people had the double hashtags around their names because they were Jewish and right-wingers were saying, get in the oven anytime you made any benign comment on Twitter. They attacked women. The, the, you know, the misogyny was crazy on Twitter for a while. Elon Musk, I guess he, you know, he misses the old South Africa in the 80s. He wants, he wants that back. You can hear the good professor chuckle there because when Joy Reid runs out of thoughts, which happens often, the poor little hamster running in the wheel in her head has asthma and cystic fibrosis and can't run very long. She goes right back to the racism well because that's all she's got. Oh, they want to punch everybody in the face with no... Con okay. Punch everybody in the face. By punch everybody in the face, you say you, you mean disagree with you on social media. Just, just, just to be clear. 
punch everybody in the face means saying, my God, Joy Reid is an idiot. And here's why. That's that's calling everybody who disagrees with you a Nazi is is cool. Why, that's elevated discourse of a Harvard graduate. Uh, But I want to see her grades. I want to see how she actually got in. But that's cool. That's elevating the, the discourse in the country. But saying, no, you're wrong and here's why. No, 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 that's horrible. By the way, the anti-Semitism. Who has anti-Semites actually in Congress right now? Who? Which party has the goon squad over there that really hates themselves some Jews? Which party is uh, has its voters routinely filmed on, say, the streets of New York, where Joy Reid lives, uh, punching Orthodox Jews pretty regularly, pretty regularly. Which party tried to pass a resolution condemning anti-Semitism because of anti-Semitism within its own ranks? And the progressive members of that party threw such a fit that they refused to pass the resolution, causing the resolution to have to be watered down to just condemning all hate. Those would all be Democrats. Those would all be Democrats. Nancy Pelosi was going to pass a resolution condemning anti-Semitism because of Ilhan Omar's anti-Semitic comments, and the Progressive Caucus was going to deny her a majority of Democrats, meaning more than half of the Democrats, saying, we will not vote for this because you're singling out poor, sweet, nourishing Adolf Omar here. And so they had to just make it about hate. Oh, we just, we we hate hate. We hate hate. That's the Democrat party there, uh, Joy. And your definition, so there's your, and it's a parentheses. It wasn't hashtags. It was parentheses. If you're going to try to give a damn about something you helped foment, um, you should probably know what the hell you're talking about. If you, you think if you go to Harvard, you would know various punctuation marks and things. But hey, that whatever. Whatever, Joy, she doesn't know what she's talking about, so why would that be any different? As far as the uh, misogyny goes, where is it? Where's the evidence? Is there misogyny online? Absolutely, sure. Women face all sorts of things. Men face all sorts. Men, everybody faces all sorts of criticisms. How do you know the politics of somebody who says, take your top off? How do you know the politics of somebody like that? How do you know the pot? Well, if they tell you, like when Stephen Colbert said that Vladimir Putin used Donald Trump's mouth as insert gay slur here. uh, It was cool because Stephen Colbert is of the left, right? Stephen Colbert is of the left. So you can you can do those sorts of things. You can use homophobic slurs if you're on the right team. You can say all sorts of stupid things if you're on the right team. You can lie if you're on the right team. Nobody wants to hang out with that team, Joy. Nobody, you, you have your ratings. You're giving them every single day. Does it seem as though you're the cool kids in the club sitting around? If you're the cool kids in the club, <laughs> we'll pass. We'd rather be the right kids, the correct kids, the people who aren't the uh, judgy, racist, sexist, science-denying lunatics that make up the modern left. Okay, now I want to talk about the trans issue again because the left is still going nuts about this. And you can, you now can tweet out that uh, 
women are the only people who can get pregnant. That's no longer, a, it's still a hate crime, but uh, you can tweet it out and not be banned. Oh, but let's, I want to play this Sunny Houston thing from uh, Houston, Houston, whatever the hell her name is, who cares, from The View, just to show you how unhinged, and it goes right along with the uh, Joy Reid, Jason Johnson garbage. Everything is about race. To a leftist that make their money off of racism. Some make it off of sexism. Some make it off of trans. They whatever. Some people multitask and, and make a lot of money, but some people specialize. Joy Reid specializes. She, she can't really make it off of the LGBTQ segment of the population because she's a, a noted homophobe and transphobe, right? She, she made her bones blogging about the really horrible anti-gay things, like even me not sensitive at all reading this stuff going god she really hates the gays doesn't she she does she pretends not to anymore because he won't get a job at msnbc but when they discovered her old blog was just riddled with this massive homophobia she said oh i was hacked i don't even know what happened it's just tragic it's terrible i don't know then they discovered that no 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 you wrote these things your blog was not hacked and she's never spoken about it again because, well, who's going to ask her about it? MSNBC doesn't care. If they, if MSNBC or NBC News had standards, Joy Reid wouldn't be there in the first place. It would have nothing to do with her homophobia. It would have everything to do with her stupidity, her lack of journalistic integrity, her blatant lying, and her constant racism. I'm going to get a job on her show just so I can sue for discrimination. But uh, she's not alone. Media leftists, and this is a lot of why, if you look at black conservatives, there isn't a model, there isn't a mold, there isn't a, a pathway to uh, you know, how to quote-unquote behave or anything. You're just Tim Scott is just Tim Scott. Tim Scott believes what Tim Scott believes. People accept Tim Scott. Nobody goes, oh, he's the black guy over there. He just is. Nobody says, well, you have to support this or you must think that because of your skin color. With the left, everybody has their role to play. Oh, you're gay? Well, then you must rail about LGBT. Go over there to the LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ room. Get over there. Yeah, that's right. Put on that uniform. Oh, you're black? Go over there, get into that room, and uh, be ready to cry racism. Rest your vocal cords, because we're going to need you a lot in the 2022 elections. So rest your vocal cords. That's what Joy Reid does. She fills her role. Now, do I think she genuinely believes it? No. I think she knows that this is the shtick that she's got to do. This is the shtick that, hell, this is the shtick that Chris Hayes does. And he looks like a snowstorm. You're just on the left, but especially if you're on the left of a certain color, they expect certain things of you and you've got to do it. You've got to do it. Or else. Sonny is in the same kind of boat. Not particularly. What, what expertise does she bring? What knowledge, what firsthand experience does she bring? I don't know. It doesn't seem to translate to anything. Doesn't seem to mean much of anything when she's allegedly a lawyer and she refers to free speech is free speech for white men. You can't be that bright. 
You can't be that thoughtful. You can't be that educated. Oh, you can have all the degrees hanging on the wall that you want. There's a difference between having a degree and actually knowing anything about the topic at hand. Listen to Sunny yesterday talk about the concept. Well, she's upset that Elon Musk wants to bring free speech to Twitter because free speech is just a white dude thing. And in fact, on Twitter, it is predominantly straight white men. So when Elon Musk says, wow, this is about free speech, it seems to me that it's about free speech of straight white men. And so let them have it. Let them just go at it. I enjoy the block button on Twitter. Um, I think it has a real outsized influence in, in, in our world because politicians and celebrities are on it. Yeah, let them white boys have it. Go ahead. Free speech. So free. nobody else is interested in free speech? Just based on your skin? Straight white men. Sorry. Sorry, Secretary Mayor Pete. Is that what we're to believe? Is that the liberal line? Free speech is only a concern of straight white men? Okay, I guess. <laughs> it's kind of weird that a television host who makes their living running their mouths would sit there and go, well, eh, straight white men, let them have their free speech over there. Everybody, nobody else needs it. Of course, because everybody else, she, of course, enjoys freedom of speech. She makes her money off of it, but she wants the ability to deny it to everybody else if they happen to disagree with her. This is who the left is. So when you say things like men are men and women are women, and no matter what you tell yourself, you're never going to change that simple biological fact. Your belief in reality has no bearing on its existence. They want to be able to ban you for that. The Department of Education is pushing something that is con that goes right along with that. There is, let me pull up this guy. There is a high school teacher, Sam Long. He's listed, he's got a website there that I'll he'll tell you about in a second. Sam Long, his title is writer and presenter. Writer and presenter. Says Sam Long is a high school science teacher in St. Vrain, V-R-A-I-N, V-Rain, St. Vrain Valley Schools in Colorado. He is a recipient of the 2020 Teaching Tolerance Award for Excellence in Teaching. Teaching? What the hell? The Teaching Tolerance Award for Excellence in Teaching? How about, is, is he any good at teaching? You teach tolerance, but that doesn't mean you can teach math, doesn't mean you can teach biology. But, oh, I've taught tolerance, because that's the left's priority. They don't want to educate your kids. They want to indoctrinate your kids. There's a difference. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And the co-founder of the Colorado Transgender Educators Network. Oh, suddenly you see, uh, see the priorities of Sam Long might not be particularly related to the act of educating children. Well, teaching eh, teaching children about science. Then it says, uh, Sam is a first-generation Chinese-American-Canadian. I don't know. And a third-generation scientist. Well, that uh, atrophied as each generation passed down. And a first, this is the first time I've ever heard this. 
and a first-generation transgender man. A first-generation transgender man. Uh, well, Sam, if you've been taking hormone blockers, if you've been uh, if you've been fiddling around down there with surgical equipment, you're going to be a last generation transgender uh, man. You're not going to have any kids, is what I'm saying. Sam writes about his work at blah 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 and tweets Sam Long seven thirteen. There's good old Sam Long. Now, why am I picking on Sam Long? Aside from the fact that it's fertile ground, just from that theoretically that person wrote that biography, because Sam Long is a partner on a website called genderinclusivebiology.com. <laughs> Gender inclusive, I thought biology was biology. I thought science was science, but no, no, no. Genderinclusivebiology.com. Now, the other uh, two partners in genderinclusivebiology.com, which I assume will come up with a curriculum and will make a ton of money selling this curriculum to left-wing school districts across the country because the left-wingers will lap this stuff up. They'll all say, well, we're not doing it. We're not teaching this to kids, but we'd love to get that curriculum from genderinclusivebiology.com. The other partners in this, Louis Steller. Louis Steller is a science teacher, equity facilitator slash trainer. God, that... that that, that that's a job. Just declare yourself to be a diversity officer or something and, and create your own job. And a consultant based in Seattle, Washington. He currently works at the Academy for Precision Learning, a K-12 school centering on students on the autism spectrum. Since the beginning of his teaching career, he has lived in 10 different states, both in traditional classrooms and in experimental outdoor settings. Lewis offers training and facilitation for teachers and organizations focused on a wide range of topics. Okay. And then there's River X Sue. <laughs> River X Sue, S U H. River X Sue, J D M A dot E D. You're really wildly insecure if you must include your letters in there is a non-binary science teacher and artist in San Francisco who previously worked in archaeology law and academic publishing. They, because non-binary, they must use stupid pronouns. They currently teach biology at Leadership High School in San Francisco. River is committed to empowering others to find, develop, and raise their own voices. They coach and connect. You're not a plural, dumbass. They coach and connect resources with other educators to develop scaffold-differentiated NGSS biology curriculum. I don't know what that means. Their teaching and artwork can be found at riversue.com. So, what about these geniuses brought them to the attention of the Department of Education under Barack or under Joe Biden? You can pretty much figure it out, can't you? You can connect those dots on your own, can't you? So in an online discussion, the Department of Education brought on Sam Long to talk about inclusion, not about education of children. They don't really care about that. But about, uh, <laughs> about educa educating children on biology. Somebody who denies the realities of biology coming on to talk about biology might 
might seem a little bit awkward to a normal person. But when you're dealing with liberals, nothing is awkward. And in fact, awkwardness, acknowledging awkwardness is a hate crime. So you shouldn't do that. You can't do that. You'll be excommunicated from the Holy Church of Global Warming. And you will uh, never make sure that when you set yourself on fire, your soul will not go into a mighty oak tree. So, you know, you don't want to cross these leftists. God. But why the hell would you have a guy out there? Well, geez. Anyway, when you hear it, you'll... I, I, I can't help but mock it even before I play it because it deserves mockery. It needs to be sandwich mockery. The mockery needs to be both the bottom and the top piece of bread. It deserves that much mockery. So, you know, when you hear it, I, I it's one of those things where you're not going to be let down. All right, I've, I've, I've talked about this enough. Put it, I've I've sold it. This is Sam Long. This is a Department of Education. This is on the Department of Education's website. It was, might not be anymore, but it was circulating on the Twitter machine this morning. This is a biology teacher talking about how he teaches biology, and how inclusion is much more important than education. Basically, a classroom we need to be a stickler for inclusive language in any conversation and especially in the content that we teach. I'd like to give some examples from my content, which is science. I've mostly taught biology and when we're teaching about life and living things, we need to be clear that we're including all living things, including all people in that. And so I want to offer one resource that I'm gonna drop in the chat from my uh, website. So me and uh, three other, me and two other uh, trans identified uh, high school teachers put together a language guide. Our site is called genderinclusivebiology.com. And some things that we come up on a lot are for teaching about um, cell division or reproduction. A lot of textbooks, a lot of existing teaching will say, well, women produce eggs. Um, males are more likely to be colorblind. Um, the mother carries the fetus for this many months. And some ways that we can show our support for trans and non-binary students are just to clean up that language, be more precise. We can be more accurate and be more inclusive. So I would say, no, it's not women that produce eggs. It's ovaries that produce eggs. That's accurate. That's precise. We're acknowledging that not all women produce eggs and also not all egg producers are women, for example. And we're teaching students that language matters. We're not just talking about uh, imaginary people and living things that our language impinges on the people in our classroom and in our community. Not all women produce eggs and not all egg producers are women. I would really like to see the man that can produce eggs, okay? You go get me a, a rooster, poop out an egg, and I will give you a crisp new $1 bill, okay? Can we, can we agree on that? You do that one, Sam Long, and I will... Uh, <laughs> I'll happily play your game. This guy is a teacher. An award-winning teacher, by the way, doing this. I want to be inclusive in the language. Look, if your fragile psyche <clears throat> is ready to crash down like a, a house of cards sneezed upon uh, because somebody points out that women females, whatever, produce eggs that women, females get pregnant. If your fragile psyche cannot handle that, then I'm sorry. I will not sacrifice reality for your comfort. 
I will not sacrifice reality for your delusions. If that means that you're going to do something awful to yourself, I would advise you against it, but it's on you, okay? Reality is reality. We cannot alter reality because you can't handle it. You have to toughen up, buttercup. You have to recognize that you can play dress up all you want. You can have all the surgeries in the world that you want. You're you're never going to be a, a man in what in the real sense. You can play it. You can call yourself anything you want. But reality wins in the end. Okay? Reality wins in the end. You're never going to have to worry about prostate cancer there, sir, <laughs> Sam. You're just not going to have to. As much as you wish it, will it, want it to be, you can maybe have the exam just for fun. You don't have to worry about it. Now, I looked up the uh, website genderinclusivebiology.com, and you can find under teaching guides, there is the language guide. It's also a framework for gender-inclusive biology. They're going to they're gonna sell this stuff. They're going to make a fortune off of this crap. Said, uh, building continuity in gendered language. Instead of saying men or male or women or female, focus on the organ, functional activity or role. Examples, instead of women, you say ovaries produce eggs. May, instead of males with, uh, uh, instead of males are more likely to be colorblind, say XY individuals are likely to be uh, more color are more likely to be colorblind. X Y. You're, so you're talking about chromosomes. Wait a second. Suddenly chromosomes matter. Hey, chromosomes indicate something pretty good. If you get X Y, that's a man. If you get X X, that's a woman. Maybe we could go. No, 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 no. Instead of saying the mother carries the fetus for nine months, say the gestational parent carries the fetus for nine months. <laughs> And they have a, why? Why would you do it? Because you're sitting there and you're reading this. You're going, this is the dumbest damn thing I've ever read in my life. And why? Why would I conform to the dumbest damn thing I've ever read in my life? And so they've answered that question way nicely. They say, why? Because all people, cis and trans, wow, you're just limiting it to two. My God. You know, homophobe much or whatever. Phobe or cisphobe, transphobe. In between, two-spirit phobe much, dude. All people, cis and trans, experience different bodies, reproduction, and families. No, they don't. No, they don't. Nobody experiences pooping differently than anybody else does. Many organisms thrive in stable families. Many organisms? Many organisms thrive in stable families where a male-female relationship is only one of many options. One of many options. Well, you just make it up. Every option. What day, what kind of family are we going to have today? Well, I don't know what's going to be. It's like Christmas every morning. Instead of saying male or female hormones, say testosterone, estrogen, and uh, pierogestone, whatever. I don't know. People with testes produce a large amount of testosterone. In an, These are the examples. In an estrogen-dominant body, the bones develop like da da da. Why? Because testosterone and estrogen also regulate many non-sexual processes. Oh, wait a second. Are you coming out against men competing in women's sports? Oh, 
No. Both hormones exist in most people of any sex with active gonads. Oh. Sounds like dirty talk to me. Instead of saying normal, natural, or typical, because those words actually have meaning, and I knew they'd be coming for those words sooner or later. Say patterns and probability. Normal, because normal is normal. Normal is normal. So anything that is not normal is, by definition, abnormal. And if you if you say that something is abnormal, well, that's too judgy. The idea that God got it wrong, or Gia, the great spaghetti monster, Mother Earth, or whatever the hell it is you believe in, got it wrong. That just uh, they were quickly. It was at the end of you know they always used to say. Uh, growing up in Detroit, you heard this a lot. I don't know if you heard it in the rest of the country. They always said you never wanted to buy a car that was made that came off the assembly line on a Monday, because nobody in the factory really wanted to. They were not happy about being back to work on Monday. They're hungover, dis, disgruntled, whatever about it being Monday. You didn't want a car that came off the factory line on Monday, and you didn't want one that came off the factory line on a Friday. Why? Because everybody's already kind of checked out. They're ready for the weekend. Okay. Well, it, you don't want it, the same sort of thing applies when you're dealing with word choices. You don't want these leftists to have the determination of your words. You wait long enough, they will change the definition of them. There's normal and abnormal. There is just normal and abnormal, period. It doesn't really matter if your level of comfort, if, oh, I'm abnormal. Don't call me abnormal. I feel, I don't care. I don't care. You probably don't want to have a sex change operation from somebody on a Friday or Monday, too. Just saying. But you're sitting there and you're reading this garbage and you're going, what in the hell is wrong with these people? These are prof these are teachers, not professors. They are teachers. I assume they're protected. They're unionized, probably. I don't think you can win teaching awards on tolerance if you're not in the union. They would never even consider you. But this is the Department of Education that brought this to my attention. The Department of Education that is publicizing this garbage. The Department of Education is having a biology teacher who denies basic biology, denies basic biology because it's inconvenient to the way they've chosen to live their life. They can choose to live their life any way they want. I refuse to let them drag me into their delusions. Yeah, so I, I had to know what the Teaching Tolerance Award for Tolerance and Teaching <laughs> was. Learningforjustice.org. Learningforjustice.org. The 285 applicants for this year's Teaching Tolerance Award for Excellence in Teaching were extremely impressive. The opportunity to learn about the work of these educators reaffirmed for us that members of our TT community, Teaching Tolerance, I assume, uh, are incredibly creative in the ways they explore social justice with their students. Are they any good at teaching, though? Can they teach kids about, you know, the subject matters they're supposed to be teaching kids? In their curricula and beyond, the five educators who won the award integrate the domains of TT's social justice standards, identity, diversity, justice, and action. In astounding ways, they support students in affirming their own identities and they help them understand and emphasize, uh, em empathize with others in their community. Their students critically discuss and call out injustices 
and they learn to take action against them. Here's a look at some of the works of our 2020 awardees doing what they're doing in their schools every day. Let's see, Seattle, Washington, Walnut Creek, California, Westminster, Colorado, Brooklyn, New York, and New York, New York. There's really no geographical surprise there, but let's look at uh, Sam Long. It says, teaching social justice in high school science class. Teaching social justice in high schools. What does social justice have to do with high school science class? The answer is nothing. But, hey, what are you going to do? This is what they write up. It's very short. A colleague says, quote, he navigates his sphere of influence beautifully to disrupt injustice and advocate for the LGBTQ community and his students. Not to educate, not to educate, but to advocate. In his biology and chemistry classes and on his website, Gender Inclusive Biology, Sam Long offers a model for understanding the teaching and understanding and teaching social justice through STEM, which is science, technology, I don't know, and math, whatever. Who cares? In all his work with his students, Long celebrates human diversity. Really? When you're dissecting a frog, you're you don't even bother to do that anymore. But if you're dissecting a frog, you note the the frog's stomach and think about how your skin color is different from the person over there. God. In all his work, Long celebrates diversity. Early on, he takes time to explain his transgender identity and the importance of respecting others' identity in a diverse world. Later, his students learn about diversity in the natural world, how some species change sexes and some have traits similar to bisexuality. They learn how diversity helps species survive. Let me tell you that this is going to sound weird, maybe rude, certainly politically incorrect, but factually accurate. Not, not a judgment, by the way, but homosexuality will not help any species survive. Just biologically speaking, it can't. But just saying. This guy sounds like a total loser. But Long doesn't only connect science to identity and diversity. His students also learn about the relationship between science and justice. Do they actually learn about science at all? They learn about junk science and discuss how false assumptions about race harm black people, indigenous people, and people of color. Aren't black people and indigenous people also people of color? Why do you have to separate them out, you bigot? They learn that men of color are disproportionately convicted of crimes, and they learn how the scientific breakthrough of DNA fingerprints has exonerated hundreds. 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 Okay, there are hundreds of thousands, millions in prison. You've exonerated hundreds. People are disproportionately convicted of crimes. Who, who committed them? Somebody else make somebody else commit them? You're not claiming that people were falsely convicted except for maybe hundreds. That's not really even a dent in this. You don't want to go down this rabbit hole. All they want to do is tell you that the justice system is unfair. It's unfair, it's racist. Really? It's racist. So all those people murdered in Chicago by other black people. If you if you put the black people in prison, that's injustice? Is that that might explain why they don't bother trying to put anybody in prison in Chicago. 
And it concludes, in helping them understand the connection between social justice and STEM, Long helps his students think about the role science can play in advancing or impeding a more just future. Congratulations, Sam Long. Oh, you're just the most fabulous biology chemistry teacher ever. You didn't teach anybody anything, but boy, you got a nice piece of lacquer with your name carved into it. Screw the kids. Actually, shouldn't even joke about that. I don't know what. Nah, never mind. Before we run out of time, I do want to play, because I, I am personally a big fan of the Marvel movies, right? The, the Marvel Universe, Cinematic Universe, Doctor Strange comes out, uh, I think it's next Friday, next week or whatever. The new It, it seems interesting. It'll be, I'll be curious to know. I hope they, uh, well, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but I hope they undo the damage that was done in the Spider-Man movie. But I doubt it because it's Spider-Man's rights are owned by a different studio. But that being said, one of the people who features prominently in the Spider or the uh, Marvel Universe is Mark Ruffalo, actor Mark Ruffalo. He plays the Incredible Hulk. Now, I, I say this all the time because it's true. And I, I can't impress it upon people enough. Actors are, and by and large, not completely, not totally, but they are dumb, right? They are dumb. It's not their fault that they're dumb. They've been, you know, making tons of the big famous actors. They were the ones, even the younger ones, if they focus on that. They've been focused on their careers since they were young. You can't just stumble into acting. It doesn't happen very often. It does happen occasionally, but it doesn't happen very often that you just stumble, fall backwards into an acting career. You have to actually work at it. And as such, working at it takes some time. It takes you away from your, your classes. Even the kids who grow up on sets and say, oh, we went to school on set. You're not really going to school on set. It's in between takes, in between breaks. You're going to class and you're, the teacher doesn't, you just got to do enough. You're not getting a high quality education. Well, nowadays, nobody's getting a high quality education. So I guess that's similar. But when you see Brad Pitt play a doctor or Robert De Niro play a doctor, watch Robert De Niro play anybody. The, the guy he played in the uh, uh, the Fokker movies, where he's like a hey, uh, former CIA guy. He's able to string together a coherent sentence. He's able to speak. He's able to convey things. Watch one of the rare appearances of Robert De Niro on The Tonight Show or Letterman or whatever he's been on or anything. When he's not talking about a movie, try and find something about De Niro not talking about a movie, and I'm not talking about the leaked audio of him screaming angrily at his ex-wife. Just try and find an interview with him, and you will see somebody who's not, he's not stupid, but he's certainly not bright. Brad Pitt, World War Z, he travels the world, he figures stuff out, he's a super agent slash super scientist fighting the zombie apocalypse, and boy howdy, he knows what he's talking about, and he's able to figure stuff out and put all this together. Watch Brad Pitt be interviewed, or, you know, the, any of the Oceans movies, super smart, figure stuff out. 
Watch him when he's not reading somebody else's words. And you sit there and you go, not, not, not super bright. You'll find, by the way, that the bigger the name the actor is or actress, the, the, the harder it is to find a really interesting interview with them. They don't often sit down with Barbara Walters. And even if they do, they've agreed to the terms ahead of when Barbara Walters sits down as a pluff, fluffy interview. You're not going to get in depth and, and really it's going to be just pap because it's, you know, you're the most interesting person in the world. Okay, well, let's talk about how many sit-ups do you do? Like, that's easy for them to answer. But you begin to recognize the more you see these people talk, that they're not anything like the people they play. They're they're pretending. That disconnect, it has to happen. Most actors and actresses are absolutely insane people. You never want your children to date. Trust me on that. But... When it comes to Mark Ruffalo, he played the Hulk. David Banner, Bruce Banner. Very smart guy. Scientist. Ranks right up there with Tony Stark, Iron Man, and their genius of being able to figure things out and work through science. And then you get Mark Ruffalo. Environmental wacko who tweets out insane left-wing environmental doom and gloom things constantly. Constantly. He agreed for whatever reason to an interview with MSNBC, probably because it was MSNBC, with um, Katie Turd. She's still upset that somebody took the D away from her last name. Katie Turr. It's hard to take Katie Turr seriously. She's not, she's certainly not the, the least tolerable person over at MSNBC. Just knowing that she willingly dated Keith Olbermann for a long time is enough to make you go I have to I have to question everything everything that comes out of this person's mouth everything anyway she's talking to Mark Ruffalo and Mark Ruffalo you have to understand the environmental left hates nuclear power nuclear power is clean as the day is long no co2 emissions no carbon emissions if you're if you're actually concerned about what environmentalists claim to be concerned about nuclear power is the way to go the uh the waste yes is problematic but it produces such minimal waste now that it really isn't all that problematic and it produces energy like you wouldn't believe for almost nothing one the cost associated with nuclear power is the building of the plant then it's kind of gravy after that the environmental damage doesn't exist unless you cut down some trees meanwhile when it comes to solar you got environmental damage and getting the materials you got to strip mine and rip the the world apart to get the materials to make solar panels you got to do all sorts of damage for windmills and you're killing birds constantly too that doesn't matter doesn't matter doesn't matter the environmental groups are against nuclear because of the movie the china syndrome and the myths about three mile island and the myths about chernobyl so mark ruffalo says nope we can't do nuclear because it's too dangerous and expensive it's neither What about nuclear energy? Because that's one of the areas that experts have said that Europe can get off 
of Vladimir Putin's you know, energy train. They need Vladimir Putin's energy right now to, to power Europe. It's part of the reason why Germany has been um, put in a hard place with the support in Ukraine. Are you also advocating to go nuclear? Um, you know, the fact of the matter is, at the end of the day, nuclear is very expensive and it's very dangerous. And it might be, um, you know, a transition for the moment. But at the end of the day, these other technologies, wind, water, sun, geothermal, they're much cheaper. They're much safer. And um, in the long run, they create many more jobs. Um, and we'll see, you know, at the end of the day, it's economics, really. Yeah. And we're going to see that these technologies are, are just much more appropriate for the world we're living in today. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, uh, by the way, at the end of the day, he is looking down into his right, down into his right as he's talking. So either somebody's feeding him text through like typing on another screen or he's got a cheat sheet down there to say, oh, no, nuclear is expensive. Nuclear is dangerous. Well, how is nuclear dangerous? It just is. Well, how many people have died in the United States from nuclear power? How many people have died in Europe from nuclear power? Well, none. None, but it doesn't matter. It's wildly dangerous. Okay. Uh, How? Doesn't matter. Wildly expensive. Uh, Relative to what? Uh, I don't know. Do you want to get rid of carbon dioxide emissions? Or do you not want to? Because this has none. Whereas the production of all those other things you think are so super green have a massive carbon footprint. But the people who subsidize the environmental movement are invested heavily in those materials, those technologies. They stand to make a fortune off of it. So are you just a tool? Do you have any thoughts of your own, Mark? Uh, At the end of the day, I don't. No, you don't, Mark, do you? Hulk smash or something, right? By the way, I should mention that uh, our vice president has tested COVID positive. Uh, Kamala Harris tested positive for COVID, but they say there's been no close contact with Joe Biden in over a week. I thought they were a partnership. She, she hasn't been in close contact with the president for a week. So maybe they're not going so... Uh, so getting along so well as they they pretend but apparently according to reports and this is the uh, from Kristen Allen the press secretary to the vice president of the United States she tweeted out quote today after consultation with her physicians the vice president was prescribed and has taken Paxlovid Paxlovid is the uh, it's the antiviral medication from Pfizer. Supposedly helps with COVID. It's good. A friend of mine recently got COVID and had he had a sore throat and a runny nose. And the doctor was like, well, good luck. You'll be fine. Probably. If you get any worse, let me know. And he said, I'd like Paxlovid. And he said, eh, all right, I guess. And so he gave it to him. Did that make the difference? I don't know. Like two days later, he was fine. But uh, according to Jonathan Reiner, who is a doctor, he's a professor of medicine and surgery at George Washington Hospital and also a CNN medical analyst, says, quote, two points to make about this, meaning about the vice president getting Paxlovid. 
Two points to make about this. First, we were told yesterday that the vice president was asymptomatic. Why would you give Paxlovid to someone without symptoms? Which is a damn good question. If they're being honest and she's asymptomatic, there is no reason whatsoever to take Paxlovid. In fact, it goes against the emergency use authorization for Paxlovid. You either have to have symptoms or severe symptoms or have sort of comorbidities. The other second point he makes, the emergency use authorization is for people at moderate to high risk of severe complications. The vice president is apparently not eligible under the emergency use authorization, or so we're told. This is another example of what? Either the Biden administration is lying and Kamala Harris is sicker than they're letting on, which I don't necessarily believe is true because yesterday, an hour before she was diagnosed as being COVID positive, she was at the White House, not meeting with Joe Biden, but she'd showed up to the White House for work. So if she was feeling crummy, she likely would have noticed that before going into work. They apparently tested her at the White House and then they said, all right, you got to get out of here. If you're feeling crummy, you know you're feeling crummy, unless you're just lying. And sadly, far too many people just go, I'll just power through it. I'll plow through it. That's kind of how this thing got way worse than it ever needed to be, is these people going, I can get through this. I don't feel that bad. Like, okay, it doesn't, it isn't about you. It's about you being a Petri dish walking around. But either that or what I think is more likely is they don't want to take any chances with the vice president. They don't want to take any chances with any government official. So they go, take this. It helps. You peons out there who might want Paxlovid should you come down with COVID, you're going to have to probably argue with your doctor. And your doctor might have to argue with a pharmacist and say, no, 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 we've got comorbidities, pre-existing, whatever it is, we've got to get around to this. We've got to get this. Somebody's going to have to go to bat for you, depending on your doctor, depending on your state. Sadly, in Florida, if you want monoclonal antibodies, you can go get monoclonal antibodies. In other states, if you want monoclonal antibodies, you've got to convince your doctor. If your doctor says "Eh, you don't need them and you can't convince your doctor, you're going to have to go find another doctor if you want them. It's really screwed up. You don't need a doctor in some states because politics have overridden medicine. If you want Paxlovid the way the vice president did, your doctor will probably have to assess you to see whether or not you fit the terms of the emergency use authorization. Theoretically, if the White House has been honest with us about the health of the vice president, there's really no reason not to believe they haven't been, then she shouldn't have this pill, this medicine. But she does because they want to play it extra safe because it's the vice president. See a problem here? I do. I don't wish the vice president ill, but I do have a problem with the vice president's, you know, some people, all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. We're going animal farm world here. Just something I wanted to point out. Wish the vice president well, get well soon. Uh, lastly, I want to talk about this Amber Heard audio at the Johnny Depp trial. I don't know the truth. It seems as though both of them are pretty messed up. 
people, like I say, actors, actresses are messed up people. The longer you're, you're doing it, the more messed up you are, the weirder you become as a person, the more perverted your worldview becomes, etc., etc. But yesterday there was some audio played of Amber Heard. They apparently were recording each other, arguing with each other, which is kind of a sign that things aren't going super well in your relationship if you're filming or uh, recording audio of your partner because you're going with you're doing this with probably on a lawyer's advice or with lawyers in mind anyway amber heard can be heard yelling at johnny depp basically saying go ahead he's saying that he was a domestic violence domestic abuse survivor and she's saying go ahead johnny tell him what you, tell him i beat you up let's see who believes you let's see if the world believes you which is kind of damning really is and on top of being just kind of uh, a-hole-ish here's amber heard it's through a door or something the quality isn't all that great but you can make it out I, you can please tell people that it was a fair fight and see what the see what the jury and judge think tell the world johnny tell them johnny that i joined up man i'm i'm a victim too of domestic violence and yes. i you know it's a fair fight and see how many people believe or side with you See how many people believe or side with you. That sounds like somebody who maybe, you know, did some hitting, did some throwing of stuff, and, and they say, All right, no, stop it. You're a domestic abuser. I want you out. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Accuse me of domestic. See who believes you. You're the big bad actor. You're Jack Sparrow. And here I am, Aqua. I don't even know what the hell she played in the Aquaman movies, but I doubt she'll make the sequel. Here I am. I'm the Aqua Queen and you're Jack Sparrow. You're the man. I'm the woman. The truth of the matter, neither one of them comes off looking good in this trial, have come off looking good. Johnny Depp, she hasn't been on the, the stand yet. Johnny Depp comes off as somebody who's had some serious drug and drink problems not particularly attached to reality in a way that normal people would know it, but she she comes off as near psychotic. Johnny's detached. She's near psychotic. Maybe ultimately they should be sentenced to go back together so they don't inflict themselves on other people. Anyway, we're out of time for today. I appreciate the use of your ears. Have yourself a wonderful day. Make sure to come back, circle back, be back here tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad channel for more. Thanks for listening.